We got some more feeler episode this week. Feeler episode. It is. It's. It's an interesting episode for sure. Uh huh. Sure is. Uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode of Jared Now Watch Inuyasha is episode number 79. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Ow and Ladium. Hello. Uh, this week we are discussing season 3, episode 24, or episode 78, entitled Only You, Songo. There's so many weird gaps between like sentences and people saying Songo in this episode. Songo. I was just like, da-da-da-da-da, Songo, da-da-da-da-da. Songo. It's like you don't have to take a breath after like you say you a gotta, sentence gotta, and then you gotta say her name for emphasis. Ah, uh, emphasis. And also match the lip flaps. Yes, that's that does well. <laughs> uh, we kick off this episode and there's a bear terrorizing a village. Roar. And they're like, We need a demon slayer to help us out. Roar. Uh, yes, big roars, of course. <laughs> uh and Yasha and the gang are walking in the rain, and Yasha doesn't want to use an umbrella because that's only for women and children. Toxic masculinity in Yasha yeah. here. And Kagome's like, you're going to get a cold. Also, using an umbrella is very good at points. And he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> going to tell me about that. Also, uh, the funny thing about this episode is that like, it starts with a small recap of like what's going on with the plot, but then it's also like, right. but, but Inuyasha's dumb, and he doesn't realize that Moroku and Sango have feelings for each other. I'm like, what? What happened to all this stuff you're talking about with Naraku? That doesn't matter. No. Dumb Inuyasha. So yeah, this is Inuyasha being dumb. Yep. Uh, a bunch of dudes just roll up and they're like, are you Sango? And Moroku's like, yes, this is Sango. I was like, why is he answering for her? And they're like, uh, we have a we have an inquiry for Songo. We must speak with you. And they're like, hey, we got a demon and we want you to kill it. Here's a bunch of money to do so. And this, this is, is half, half of the money. This is half of it. If Once you kill the demon, you'll get the other half. And she's like, I can't take this much money. I can't do this. They're like, no, we will. This, this, we'll give you this much money. And then this other dude just rolls up. And he's like, oh, you must accept Songo. And it is a... Uh, Kuradosuke Takeda, who is the lord of the village, and he's like, oh, do you remember Bisongo? And she's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> he's got a tooth shimmer, too. Like, whenever he smiles, his teeth glitter. And uh, Kagome's like, ooh, maybe you remember. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't remember. No, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, they go to his village, and he explains what's happening, and she's like, oh, right, you were like this little snot-nosed brat when I came and destroyed this demon, like, six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And then he's like, "Yes, please uh, defeat this demon. Also, please marry me. You are you are going to be my wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife." He's like, "I fell in love with you when we were twelve. And she's like, "I don't know what to do about this." <laughs> and Kagome is like, "I see an opportunity here." <laughs> mm. Like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. 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 They get a bunch of food, but. Songo gets the most food, and Inyasha is not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And Songo's still very upset about this pr- pr- proposal she's been she's received, and Moroku just goes and hits on this maid lady, and that makes Songo mad. She just bonks him and leaves. And Kagome is like, "Why would you do that? What are you doing?" And Moroku's like, "I don't. Know, what are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just doing my thing." Uh, Songo runs into the Lord Man, and they go off and talk. Uh, 
Roku goes off and Gome goes to follow him, and then we just get all these weird inner shots, in between shots of uh, Inuyasha and Shippo eating all the food while yep. everyone's away. And sleeping at one point. And just falling asleep after they ate so much food. Yep. And they're like, all this extra food she got left, we'll eat it. We got this. So Kagome's whole thing in this episode is she's going to be an instigator and try and push forward Moroku and Sango together. And Moroku's just like, I'm not going for this. This isn't, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> you can't fool me. Um, so because you keep starting like, oh, what do, you, what do you think about this? Huh? You know, you're you're not that good of a bachelor. Well, this guy, hey, look at this guy. He's like, oh, well, okay, whatever. He's like, you don't have any money. You don't have a home. You don't have any titles. Like, wow. Uh, you're, you know, this guy's never going to cheat on his wife. He's like, okay. All right. <laughs> See ya. Uh, uh, and then they they stumble upon the two of them on a bridge. Yes. And he spook and Kagome gets spook, or Kagome spooks Moroku. And he's like, ugh. Because he just jumps out of a bush at him. Yeah. Uh, they listen in on uh, Kronosuke chit-chatting to Songo and how he's like, oh, I love you. I will wait for you forever if I need to. Because he's like, I don't want to get married. I got stuff I got to do. I got to finish I'm this on a quest. Journey. She's like, oh, he's like, okay, I'll wait for you forever if I need I've, to. I've waited this long. I'll wait I've longer. I've waited this long. I'll wait longer. And she's like, well, that's, that's nice. I'm happy that you have... You told me this. That's cool. And then Moroku hears that and he's like, I'm out of here. But then like he doesn't hear the part where she's like, yeah, I'm not going to do the whole marriage thing, though. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Kagome chases after Moroku and she's like, what? You got to go stop them. And he's like, no, that's that's her decision to decide if she wants to be happy and like do things that way and like, you know, have a life that's not filled with like fighting for her life all the time like you know that's her decision to make no yeah, i'll like, be happy for her regardless stable life is not a bad life yeah and kagomi he's like you'll understand when you're older and like, the heck happened here um okay so i feel like we need to talk about this okay i mean obviously kagome is framing it as like oh no this is bad like Moroku doesn't care. But, like, Moroku's not wrong at all in any of he's this. He's being very mature about it. He's being extremely mature about it. Like, he's like, okay, I understand that decision. Or, like, you know, he's not being, like, overtly gross, jealous guy. Um, He's just... I mean, he does pull the, like, shenanigans with the, the one girl. Um, So that part was not good. But everything else is, like, he's... He's legitimately trying to put her first, and like he even says at one point, like it's it's her decision. Mm -hmm. Like he he's not like forcing something on her, which I mean, I I would think is a a good thing for Moroku because he's not always like this. Yeah, um, obviously also... it won't stick because it's filler. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but the also whole Kagomi's just like a, a a middle teenage girl who's just like. I gotta get my friends together. Yay! It doesn't no, understand no, you're the, like, right. <laughs> the complications of everything. <laughs> well, and she also doesn't understand like the complications of this time period. Right. Like in this time period, getting that proposal and having like a very stable life was something that you really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um I mean demon stuff aside. Like, that that would have been very desirable. And, you know, you don't always get that choice in, like, who you marry then. So 
so like you know she she obviously doesn't think about it that way because she's got a very like modern mindset on on dating and love and all that she even imagines them in like a modern wedding setting at one point um which is funny um but yeah you're right i mean she's she's a 15 year old girl so like she's got a 15 year old girl it up but yeah um i i was just I didn't remember this episode, which I'm finding that I don't remember a lot of episodes, but I didn't remember this one. There's in a lot of episodes of this show. It's a lot of episodes of this show. Um, but I was kind of surprised on the Moroku writing in this that he, you know, he didn't pull like the like gross jealous that Inuyasha does all the time. Minus the one thing with the girl. But that's always he always does that. He so. always does that. I feel like that's more habit for him at this point than him actually yeah. being serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with what you say there. You say right. there. <laughs> Yay. And he does like run into her and is like, I wish the best for you. Because he doesn't know like exactly like because she turned him down. He thinks like, oh, she's going to go with go through with it. Right. So he doesn't know the full situation, and she she hears that and is like, "Oh, what the heck? Why isn't yeah. he stopping me? What what what? what Does the he heck? not actually care about me?" Yeah. Um. So it's like they have that happen. She's gonna like say something to him, and then like the the demon attacks, and she's like, everyone gets all done up, and, and you know, she's like, "I'm gonna beat up this demon," and Sango's like, "Uh uh-uh. uh, this, <laughs> this is mine. my fight. I gotta blow off some steam." <laughs> and yeah, she says something the effect of like. There is no one on this planet right now who yeah. can beat her right right now. She uh she beats the crap out of the demon and everything and does the thing and she thinks she beats it, but then it gets back up and uh Moroku steps in to save her and he's like, Yeah, I think this is also like a vengeful spirit. It's not actually a demon, so I gotta do my thing here. And he throws throw a, a big talisman at it and it makes it go bleh <laughs> and it goes away. And then they're like, Oh, by the way, we just kept this this pelt from the bear for six years because we were going to turn this into a tour strap and it failed miserably and we just kind of didn't do what we were supposed to do. So they Oops. burn a big, they burn a big bear pelt. Yeah, which is what they were fire. supposed to do. Um, also, at one point, like Kagome gets mad at Moroku because she's like, "What did you say to her?" Yeah, he's like, "I don't know. I just, I didn't. Nothing in particular." And his wound heals like immediately. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Uh it rains again. Uh Songo says goodbye to the Lord man who again I like again, they, they do a good job I think with this dude as well, who's like he's like, you know, I understand you gotta go on your journey and everything. I understand your feelings and all that. No, wish you well, see you later. You know, I mean he also like it says internally like oh I will never give up on you Songo which I mean who cares because he's never gonna be seen again. He's but, never like, gonna be seen again. It was nice he, here as well he that they outwardly they handles it well. They didn't like make him go like oh I'm gonna be weird about this and everything and true fight for you and everything and all that sort of stuff. He's just like all right I understand see ya. He you gotta do what the, you gotta do. The tooth glitter again though when yeah. he smiles. Uh and then uh, Moroku's hat umbrella broke so he can't wear it so he. He, Kagome's like Songo here's an umbrella do the thing <laughs> and she uh, Songo offers the umbrella and they walk together for a little bit and they're like Ey! and then uh, of course Moroku touches Songo's butt so she just smacks him and he's bonked and everything but she has a little giggle about it and then yeah. the whole time she's like huh ah. and Shippo's in his tiny little leaf umbrella he's got a little <laughs> leaf good. umbrella it's really cute <laughs> 
And that's how the any episode. Yep. So uh, a little weird episode. I mean, yep. I'm always cool with Songo getting cool fight scenes, so that was fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she wrecked this episode. And I always enjoy the parents getting, you know, time in the sun. Yeah. And- it's like, I, we've said this before, I think, in these episodes, but like, you know, the writing for them is much better than it is for Inuyasha and Kagobe and all that sort of stuff, yep. so. Yep. When I have to deal with the, like, strange love triangle with a dead girl. Nope. I I enjoy their romance scenes much more. It's, it's, way, it's Way better. I mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. It's funny how as I've gotten older, you know, when I was much younger and watching this, I was like, oh, Inuyasha and Kagome, this, I love their love story. And now I'm just like, no, no, this is terrible. This is annoying. Y'all are awful for each other. These two, though, they're great. They're great. So that's what happens when you get older. You switch from being full in on Inuyasha and Kagome and going full in on Moroku and Sango instead. The way to be. Mm-hmm, it's true. It's only the right uh, decision. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Next time, we will be discussing a Season 3, Episode 25, or Episode 79, entitled Jockin's Plan to Steal the Tetsaiga. What a weird episode. Yeah, yeah, the Looney Tunes episode. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. Yeah, basically. Uh, we'll get into all that next week, but for now, if you'd like more from us, head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.Cools, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup, and you can buy our books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. So join us next week as we find out how Jockin's going to steal a sword. Maybe. <laughs>